Today is ours. Let's live it. And love is strong. Let's give it. A song can help. Let's sing it. And peace is dear. Let's bring it. The past is gone. Don't rue it. Our work is here. Let's do it. The world is wrong. Let's right it. The battle is hard. Let's fight it. The road is rough. Let's clear it. The future fast. Don't fear it. Is faith asleep? Let's wake it. Because today is ours. Let's take it. So you guys, this is episode 25 of Say With Your Breast podcast. It is the second one of this year and I'm super honored because I have Miss Courtney McWilliams of Mary Max Doggy Retreat, which is super cute. I have so many questions. I'm sure you guys will probably have questions and you can follow up with her and give her all of your business. But I just want to um, just jump right in. How are you? How are you doing today? Oh, I'm good. I'm well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's, um, you know, it's like 2022 already, but we're hanging in there. <laughs> 2022, not 2022. I know. I feel like, I feel like this year has already kind of passed by somehow. It's just, it's just full. It's a full year, but it, it's, it's yeah. good. It's full of good things. Um, and so, your day is filled with lots of love from lots of little four-legged friends. And I have so many questions about the field you're in because it just sounds so fun. What is something you would say people have no idea about when it comes to puppy sitting? <laughs> I, you're That's probably a, like, where do I begin? <laughs> That's a good one. I don't know. <laughs> um... <laughs> Every dog has its own personality, mm-hmm. and you have to understand that personality. They're just like children; like they have needs, wants. Um, you have some that's dramatic, uh oh, and you have to deal with their drama. <laughs> yes. How many? How many drama. puppies do you sit? A puppy sit at a time like I know you have special like smaller groups like five to one ratio which I read um where you can specialize your attention for each little group but about how many do you have typically like in a day someone asked me that question earlier oh yeah um it it ranges so it can go up to about 15 in a day my average is about 10 Oh my um, God! Of dogs that I actually see and touch in one day. Oh my God! Wow! So it's like you have daycare dogs and grooming dogs that's constantly coming and going, constantly coming and going. Uh-huh. And some of the dogs that come for grooming, they opt to stay for daycare as well mm. because dogs are just having so much fun. Right, they got to flex on them with their their new uh clean fur and all shiny and smelling good. <laughs> hmm I have to do the smell check when they go home. I said, hold on, I got to smell them, make sure they smell like something. <laughs> they've been playing. <laughs> right, and that has to be fun because, so I read that you started in social work, which I also started in, so well, yeah, I did. I can I can say I started in social work. And I enjoyed that. And I love how you tied together, you know, caring for the dog emotionally, basically through play therapy, you know, like, how yeah, did, how did you play therapy? Yeah. yeah how, how did you blend those? And what made you what made you transition from social work to puppy sitting and grooming? And, you know, was that a difficult transition? Okay, let's take it one step at a time. Let's do the first question. Mm-hmm. So, what's the first question? 
What was my first question? <laughs> I told you I have a lot of questions. I'm so curious. I know. That's but what I thought of. Wait, let's do this because I want to make it good. Yeah. So transitioning from social work, what made you want to go from social work to doggy sitting and grooming? Truth. Okay. This is the true story. So you're getting a full on one. No one else knows this. Okay. I was living in Atlanta, Georgia, and a friend of mine had six dogs at that time. And I was working for the state of Georgia. She said, Courtney, can you watch my dogs for me? I said, okay, no problem. Dogs and her dogs, I made more money with her just giving me what she wanted to give me. Wow. Than what I made before taxes. Wow. With the state of Georgia. I'm like, oh, this can't be life. This so, can't be life. <laughs> I'm in a wrong profession. So I actually was doing it as a hobby from... Atlanta, moved to New Orleans, doing it as a hobby. And it was just a hobby. It was just for me to get a new weave for yeah. lack of better times. And um, no one respected me being a young administrator in social work, wow. being 27 and an administrator. Um, and I also went through several hostile work environments in one year. Mm. I said, oh, no, this can't be life, baby. I'm going to be a social worker to the dogs. Y'all can right. have this. Right. The four-legged so, <laughs> friends, they treat me better. <laughs> yeah. And so that's how I got into it and how I found my niece. I actually went to a seminar uh, for doggy daycares. Oh, actually, it was smart. a dog grooming. I went to a seminar, and they were talking about dog daycare 2.0 and working with dogs in a smaller environment. And then I was introduced to um, cannabis oil, which is CBD oil for dogs with anxiety. Wow. I'm like, my dog has anxiety. This right. joker just knocked. He literally had just pulled the bars off his cage an hour before I was introduced to it. And... Then they were talking about enrichment activities. I'm like, it's the same stuff I do with kids and social work. Right. Hold on, wait a minute. Right. And I pulled out some paper and pen and I made it make sense. And I said, you know what? I'm legitimately about to be the social worker to the dog. <laughs> so that's how I implemented social work in doggy daycare because I knew I wasn't the only one who had a dog that had social anxiety mm-hmm. and separation anxiety. Because when you have either one of those combinations they're typically harder to care for and traditional daycare or boarding is not going to work for them oh see i never i never i i don't have well the the last dog i had was like a decade ago and so you know everything now is so new and your dogs are your are your children and people do really they're really in tune with their four-legged babies like they really want Uh to keep them safe emotionally just like they would with their you know their kids sometimes even more so I think that's super interesting and so how did you start how did you find like your first how did you go from doing it as a hobby to finding your first place my first place yeah like for boarding and play oh, okay all right all right oh, she's like oh you really want to know <laughs> you really want to know listen i'm gonna need a copy of this because a lot of people do not know and it's funny that you're asking me these questions because i was just praying i'm like you know what lord i'm gonna tell this story Aww. i'm not gonna keep it quiet much longer wow okay so i started out of my home mm-hmm because I always wanted it to give a home-like setting for those dogs who have anxiety. Then mm-hmm. as I grew, I'm like, okay, I, I want the dogs out of my house. Not <laughs> just because I want them out of my house. It was like I'm growing yeah. to the fact that they need their own space. I need to divide the space for them. And I knew I had a vision. And I'm like, okay, for people to take me seriously, they're not going to want to come to my house like this. Mm. So I need a spot. And if you know anything about New Orleans, we have the Mississippi River. Right. I was coming from the West Bank, going across the East Bank, and I was just driving after having a conversation with a friend of mine. He was like, hey, court dog, what about uh, marketing just your pet sitting services to apartment complex? Because in the apartment complex, they have people with dogs. I'm like, okay, cool. That's smart. Went to Driving across the river, I saw this apartment complex off the top of Tulis that took up three blocks. 
And I was just praying. I'm like, okay, I'm going to just go over here and see if I can pass off flyers. Yeah. X was introduced to the assistant manager. And he was like, oh, we have a million dogs here. Would you like to host an event? Okay, we could do a yappy hour. Who don't like to drink with their dog? Right, that's cute. <laughs> that's so, cute. did that event. It was a success. And he said, Courtney, if you're looking for a retail space, we have a space that's been vacant for 18 years. What? At that time. <laughs> I said, I know you lying. <laughs> what? Um, so, I thought about it was looking at another area and something was like, no, go back to that apartment complex. I went back. I said, do you mind if I see this space? Is it still vacant? Went back. He said, yeah, this, you know, I've been here 20 years and this space has been vacant since I've been here. Mm. Um, he was like, write a proposal. Okay. I'm like, I've never written a proposal before, but then I write this proposal. Yeah. Did the proposal, did my numbers, everything. They sent it off to the owners. The owners came down from New York and met with me. Wow. And they were like, Courtney, if you want it, it's yours. Wow. I'm like, hold on. I know you lying. Wow. So, <laughs> so I went through a year of researching because I was off at this space that I'm in now in 2018. Mm-hmm. I didn't physically get into it until October 2019 Mm -hmm. and that was because like i said the space had been vacant for over 20 over 18 years at that time but no one knew that what that their commercial space was zoned for i went through people saying oh you gotta get a zone variance because it's not zoned for doggy daycares Mm -hmm. it's not zoned for commercial and then i guess um, one of the security officers at City Hall, he got tired of seeing me come up there oh. every day. And he said, come here, what are you looking for? I said, I'm looking for um, the blueprints or something for this building. And he was like, you'll never find it under this particular street, Annunciation Street, because mm-hmm. that used to be the St. Thomas Housing Project. Wow. Well, and now it's... You know, and now it's a luxury apartment complex. I'm like, oh, okay. Went, pulled it up. We found it. No problem. And by the wording being so lax, I came in as an amenity to the apartment complex. And I'm like, it took me five months to find this. Wow. (laughs) I had this information all this time. Right. And so that's how I got into the spot that I'm in now. And you recently renovated too, right? Yes. It looks so cute. It's so cute. (laughs) The only thing that this space had was five windows, three doors, and concrete walls, but concrete floors. There was no plumbing. There was no electricity. There were no walls. There was nothing. So everything in there is brand spanking new. Was there any moment where you thought, what am I doing and why and how am I going to do this? Like, did you ever have a moment of like, I quit. I'm going back to social work where I'm not valued. Did you ever have that moment? I had that moment every day. So, doing the renovation process, I said, Lord, I just signed this lease and I ain't got the money to first Mm -hmm. to get these people. Because by that time, I had been turned down 21 times by a bank. No way. For a loan. And um, I didn't know, and I know now, even with great credit, banks are not touching black women. They were not, they still aren't giving black women loans. Mm -hmm. They don't care how good your credit is. They don't care how great your business plan is. They don't care how great your forecasting is they yeah. could tell less even if you have a cosigner if your cosigner is not of a different race You've had and it. a different gender mm-hmm. you're not getting that loan they're gonna come back with something crazy and you're not just gonna get that loan from a traditional bank yeah and um just so happened i had met um this lady out of atlanta she owns a company called enrich her 
Yes, I have heard of Enrich Her. I I follow yes. them and every subscribe and all. Yes. Yes, I had met her. We were doing this pitch competition. And she said, Courtney, um, sign up. Let's see what we could do. And they were the people that gave me my loans. Wow. So it all came full circle from mm-hmm. Atlanta to New Orleans and back. And yeah. you found the funding that you needed. And that has, I mean, how has it been going so far? Are you, are you happy with the, the change and happy with the, the updates you've done and where your business is now? I am happy. Oh, my goodness. When I tell you, <laughs> I have these moments where I really question myself because Mary Max opened in October 2019 mm-hmm. and if you have a new business it takes about five three to five months before the community trusts you enough right to start you know using your services mm-hmm. so open in October slowly getting people in you know getting people in the door February around Mardi Gras time was a terrific time like like okay great 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 let's see we could just repeat this process for march right pandemic happened everything shut completely down Mm -hmm. i was like lord this can't be life right (laughs) right oh do i know do i know this can't be life (laughs) and so i started praying i was like lord i don't know if i'm supposed to do this or not but I know I'm changing. My only goal was to change the face of pet care because black people have dogs too. Oh. And we still have dogs. <laughs> yes. yes. And traditionally in pet care, you there is no one. And if they are, I don't see them. That looks like me in yeah. pet care. Right. Like we're working in it, but we don't own it. Right. So I'm like, Lord, you see me out here on this mission. If it is meant for me to keep Merrimax open, just send me one client. I don't care who it is. We're going to be in here to sit rolling every day. That was my prayer. <laughs> and there was this pastor. He called because I had shut Merrimax down for the pandemic. This man called me every day, two or three times a day because I wasn't answering my phone. Mm-hmm. He was like, I have a dog. I have a chocolate nap. Um, I just moved to New Orleans. I really, really need someone to watch my dog. I'm like, all right, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. And so I showed up. He was like, I don't care how much it is, just keep them. And then another person came, and then another person came. I had three dogs coming to dog daycare in the midst of a pandemic when we were supposed to be shut down. Right. From March until about, let's just say, June, July. Just three dogs coming. And I'm like, Lord, I asked you to send me one. You sent me three. And I said, if you send me one, we was going to zero. So we took zero. <laughs> right. Keep your promises. <laughs> you know, we took zero with us three. And then at that time, I was not grooming. I, I did not okay. know how to And my groomer quit. Mm. And by me never really closing, one of my neighbors, she said, Courtney, um, can you groom my dog? I'm like, I don't know how to groom dogs. She's like, you really, really need a haircut. I said, well, I could promise you one or two things. A clean-smelling dog Uh-oh. and a flea-less dog. But I'm not sure what this cut is about to look like. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I, I don't care what it looks like. Just shave them down. I could tell this. I'm like, okay. So I went on Facebook because I'm in this like, little dog owners group. And I told them what was going on. It was like... Come up with a, a document, a little waiver, have them sign it and say groomer and training and you're not responsible for anything. Oh. I said, okay. I did that, had everybody that came to me during that time from me up until let's just say October sign that waiver and they did. And so I came up with this special for the summertime quarantine and chill. Every dog wanna look pretty. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. And I mean, I, I hope business out to owners. My friends on Instagram, and that's how I learned how to groom. Wow! <laughs> and I mean, I tell people, and and I've heard this said, you can learn anything if you're willing to open a book or watch YouTube. Like you can learn quite a bit, and just p- putting it into practice. But I hope business owners out there and po- folks who are asp- aspiring business owners and entrepreneurs. Hear really what she is saying. Like she had ups and downs and ups and downs, but continue to 
I would say press forward and press on because you knew that this was something you were passionate about and you could bring something that no one else was bringing to the table and your faith stayed strong despite, of course, you know, we all have our days, but I hope people really take that in that you, it, it, it's not just that easy when she talks about putting together a proposal or, you know, putting together your projections or even going to pitch your business idea to get funding. I mean, kudos to you, ma'am. Seriously, like kudos to you. So who would you say has been kind of your biggest inspiration? I know there's not so many examples, like you said, of black owners in this industry. So do you have like mentors or coaches you work with or particular people in your corner that you would say kept you motivated? Okay, yeah, I have a I have a group of people. So it started with my business coach, um, my former business coach. He's like one of my really good friends now, Gentry Bronson. Um, he told me back in 2018 that I was a hip hop dog whisperer, uh-huh. and, <laughs> and hip hop people does not follow the rules. He was like, "You don't have to follow the rules. You make your own rules." Mm-hmm. So he's one. I also follow the beauty industry a lot. Um, Ming Lee. I've been following Ming Lee since 2008 before anybody knew who Ming Lee was. Uh-huh. Um, so I love her, just her way of marketing. Yeah. So I've been trying to adopt that. And my hardest thing with marketing is just getting out of my head and stop being so scary. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's all. And I just thought on a group of people that's in a dog industry called a dog gurus mm. and um they're from texas and they're really good with the pet industry thing and they know i'm coming with something crazy and far stretch and it was like okay Courtney, we see you we see you we see right. you we like this method that we doing and so um they're just encouraging me to keep the events going, the dog events that I like to host once a month. Yeah. I was going to um, ask you about that, too, but continue. I'll, I'll get back to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're encouraging me to do that um, and just get things together because I bought them on board in October. And in October, I was considering eliminating doggy daycare, but I took pride in being Louisiana's first black-owned doggy daycare. There we go, making history. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'm going to shut this bad boy down. I'm like, you just going to do grooming and boarding because no one's coming for daycare. And it was like, keep it until the end of the year and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And I came up with this random idea to host a fall doggy social. <laughs> and uh that bad boy took off there you go and so now you have to make it an annual event or do you Girl, do it monthly? monthly you say you do it monthly so is that like monthly. the um the spa day pot pot parties the do- no okay, oh that's so separate I, okay so you're doing everything i'm doing everything <laughs> i you know what i'm gonna sit down i'm gonna focus focus quick focus quick no, I mean it's weekend. amazing. I mean, how many how many puppy parents out there are looking for things to do where they can get together with other puppy owners and Girl, I mean I it's ain't a even need. included the owners yet. Oh seriously, they the important <laughs> I I didn't I, listen, I've been impatiently waiting for us to come up out of um Ah, you're right, right, right. Of, that's right. Uh, they call that thing Quarantine phase and, one. Yeah, yeah, phase yeah, yeah. to try to include the parents because with the fall social, so let's rewind. So I did the fall social in November, mm-hmm. and I only had 12 slots available. Ended up having 18 dogs there. Wow. And they had fun. December, I didn't do an event, but I did a mini photo shoot, a Christmas Cute. mini session. And, um, that ended up taking up two days. I didn't do anything in January because I had a planned vacation. Um, every three months, I have to take off a week. I call it a think week. Hmm. But I have to shut it down, get my thoughts together, refocus, and just get it together on where I see Mary Max going and what I want to do next. Yeah. Uh, so in February, I said I was doing a kissing booth, but I think it's going to be... Um, 
Mm-hmm. It's just gonna be a whole party. That's and cute. Actually, when I got the phone to you, I'm gonna be working in the kissing booth. But look out for that one. It's gonna say, "Give me a kiss and let the good times roll." <laughs> <laughs> I had to figure out how to implement Valentine's Day. And Mardi Gras. <laughs> right. Because we cannot forget Mardi Gras despite uh, COVID-19. That yeah. is just not the Louisiana way. So, okay, so cannot like, do that. Give me a, key, so like a good time. Or, yeah, so I need to focus on that and then some other stuff. That is amazing, though, that you take a week to just re recenter. Because I was going to ask, you know, I'm going to ask you about that when we get to the end, but... Um, you know, some of your self-care uh, techniques and things like that that keep you going. But I want to first ask you about your ebook. I saw that you have an ebook available online, and that's all you puppy parents out there. Courtney provides some really amazing tips. So, what are some of the things you might tell a puppy parent if they say, "My dog is not being social," or "I think they're sad," or "I think they have." separation anxiety or they're not eating the same what's kind of the things they need to do or look out for or look for, look out for and do i guess okay so with the anxiety figure out what is causing the anxiety and when they're having the anxiety so for social anxiety are they having anxiety when other people are around or is it when other dogs are around mm. if it's when other dogs are around what type of dogs are they bigger dogs or are they smaller dogs and mm. if that's the case um take them to the dog park on the off day and off time don't go on the peak hours or the day and time go when it's the off time and off day and introduce them to another dog or have scheduled dog dates hmm. or you can do a smaller dog at daycare like Mary Max right. um, where they're going to be more in tune to that dog and just teach them okay other dogs are fun right um, come around when you're ready we're not going to force you and when you, you play and you say okay I've had enough you have a place <laughs> to retreat too yeah because sometimes with the larger facilities, they don't have a place for them to retreat to. And it's all, all for all. Right. And I've seen you know? that. Um, my boyfriend's mom is a uh, puppy rescuer. And at this point, they're pretty, you know, they're pretty used to each other and, you know, humans that they're around and things like that. But when they go to the big, like, puppy daycare, you'll see maybe like one playing and then the other one kind of just standing off on the side or sometimes just walking around and I always do wonder like what's he thinking <laughs> like what's going on there's yeah. so many there's dogs social anxiety is too much for him yeah. because typically a dog that has anxiety goes up so for one first of all one in every four dogs have anxiety has some type of anxiety wow. and then <clears throat> When you start, most dogs take up to six dogs. When you start adding a seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth dog, their anxiety is going to go up. So if you have a dog that has social anxiety, it is traumatic for them to go into a large facility with a million dogs. Yeah. It's not going to go well. And the signs of anxiety for dogs is is typically either excessive barking, drooling people don't realize that if a dog is excessively drooling hmm. and it's not in nature that's anxiety wow. the tail tucked the tail is tucked under um they're pooping or they're peeping hmm. those are signs of anxiety or shivering oh <laughs> <Yeah>. no <laughs> have you had um i know you've had at this point hundreds of dogs that you've seen have you have you experienced one in particular that was like super special or that maybe overcame anxiety or their depression um, where you just were like, oh, that's my baby? <laughs> um, Actually, my dog. Really? Both of them. So, Gabana is the reason why I started Mary Max because like I said, he has social anxiety and separation anxiety. Mm-hmm. And he's gotten to the point to where he is social. That's he cute. will... We work together um, 
just for him to get social. Of course, he has his moments, but mm-hmm. he's social. And then Bella Rose, she's a rescue dog. I actually found her on my porch last year when the pandemic, the day that the shutdown started. That's when I found her on my Aww, porch. Oh, that's a sign. <laughs> and um, she did not. She kind of still doesn't, but she did not like other dogs, especially male dogs, because mm. whoever had her previously used her to just breed dogs. Mm. And now she she loves to go to daycare. She walks in there like she owns the place. She yeah. does that one two step, play with the dogs, and then after that, she want to go lay down. Uh-huh. Um, who else off the top of my special. head? That I can think of. I, I can't think of them, nobody off the top of my head because they all come with so much personality. Right. Especially the supervisors. What do you the mean the supervisors? Girl, you never met the supervisors. <laughs> so the supervisors tend to be smaller dogs that's older. They come in, they just want to sit on the sofa and look at all of the other <laughs> dogs play. And if they play too much, they start barking and yelling at them like, stop it, you're doing too much. Wow. (laughs) The elders of the group, huh? Yeah. Call them supervisors. The supervisors. (laughs) So do you tell owners, like, I mean, okay, so you know how with kids. So when I was doing social work at school and in the school setting, it's like, you know, little little so-and-so did this today, mom. They'd be like, no, not my son. He could never no, they can never do that. They don't do that at home. Do you have that when you tell your when you tell pet puppy? I mean, pet parents or puppy parents. Hey, uh, you, you, your little friend over here is quite the uh, the biter or whatever it is. I've gotten to the point because they did not believe me. I started videoing it and sending it to them. Right, right, and. <laughs> I don't even call him a puppy. I'm like, you know, you got a baby gangster. A baby gangster. <laughs> They're like, what? Yeah, you got a baby gangster on your hands. See, and I tell parents, even when I was in social work, your dog or your child's behavior is based off of you. Mm-hmm. So when you're not around, I'm going to see a different behavior. Mm. And now, granted, some dogs do have anxiety, like, bad anxiety like they on prozac everything <laughs> what dogs they i have no idea they, they, they had it like that medicine wow. and those particular dogs when they come in for daycare i know to walk them before they come straight in they uh, need to get their stress out like we got to go for a 20 minute walk mm-hmm. let them get themselves together and then come into daycare they can't come straight into daycare but yeah. once they're there I'm like, yeah, you know, Leroy did this. Look at this video. You see Leroy? When he had enough, he took his paw and smacked his dog. Wow. <laughs> they're like, no, not my dog. Yeah, he took his paw and just smacked him in his forehead. <laughs> you know? That's amazing. And then you have, you have some parents like, oh, my dog's never been around other dogs. They don't like other dogs. Like, you see this? Right. They're totally Your happy dog. over here. Doggy Switch heaven. <laughs> How They're is doing it? a body yaddy yaddy. Uh oh. <laughs> Making too many new friends. <laughs> mm-hmm. So how has it been as a business owner in this um, you know, training staff? Do you have to do that or do most folks come on knowing, you know, because you seem to I mean, I would I would call you a puppy guru. I would. I mean, is that something that people just either have or they don't have? I mean, I know you have professional background when it comes to social work, I mean whole person whole puppy like but is it hard to kind of train other people to do that or is it kind of natural when you love dogs like easy to train it's it's hard to train them and then it's hard to retain them Mm. so it's like as soon as you go through this whole training process and you think okay we good we can move on to the next step yeah. They're, they either leave or you let them go. Yeah. <laughs> For whatever reason, and you have to bring somebody else on. Yeah. 
Well, I admire, I, I, I wish I had a puppy that could go have fun and turn up and marry Max. I mean, <laughs> like my, um, my cousin, she has a little Shih Tzu and I just fell in love with her. They were here a few weeks ago and I'm just like, oh my gosh, she's just so lovable and cute. Uh, I can just imagine all that love all day. Um, but yes. yes, so we talked a little bit about your self-care. Do you have a certain mantra? I know you mentioned prayer. Is there a certain scripture or something that you hold close? Mm, I don't have a certain scripture. Now, um, what I typically do in the morning, I actually had to revamp this this week, um, to be honest, because my day was getting away from me too much. Mm-hmm. So... I start off my I start my day about five o'clock in the morning and I start off with gratitude okay. and then from there I do like a little prayer mm-hmm. um, just to get myself focused. I also learned that I had to get back into the gym because uh. as much as I love the dog business, the dogs had and has and probably could will continue to injure me oh. and so. You have to be flexible and ready to get up and run and move at any moment. Mm-hmm. So health, um, health care is a big thing for me now. So mm-hmm. getting to the gym and getting that movement and that body movement, that blood flow, that's really big in health care. Um, mm-hmm. I believe in massages. <laughs> nice. So I, I get that done at least once a month. And my upkeep, you know, with the Manny Petty. Yes, I, I am also behind. believe in vacation. <laughs> yes, this I, this vacation I, thing is that you mentioned. I have noted like that's oh, it's so hard. It's so hard to do. But I'm gonna. I have to get better at that not, myself. It's not. So I'm gonna tell you this. I've always been a vacationer. Always has been. Can't mm-hmm. take that from me. Okay, but. Over the summer, I was reading Lisa Nichols' book. I can't think of the name, but I'm going to send it to you. Okay, please. Um, it's a book by Lisa Nichols. And it's a lot of homework. When mm-hmm. I tell you, this book is simple, but it is hard because it makes you sit there and do the homework mm-hmm. on yourself. I can do that. I can do that. And it's like you get stuck on one chapter for like, <laughs> of month because it's like you're, you're too afraid to do it right mm. that's <laughs> interesting it covers, it covers everything but i said i like to say in her book she stated every three months take a week off mm. it doesn't matter if you like at the top of the year have those dates for that week scheduled mm. off you don't have to know where you're going but you have to have those dates scheduled and you have to stick to them wow. so for 2021 i have four weeks scheduled off mm-hmm. and i don't know where i'm going but i know doesn't matter <laughs> those weeks off like i just came off from one last week that's why it took me so long to respond to your email i went to seattle washington for six days nice like, what's in Seattle? Nothing but me. <laughs> Who cares? Right. Me. Right. And it's just that time to regroup and everything. And then I was reading a book by Warren Buffett. Mm-hmm. He does it too. And he called it Think Week. Think Week. And I'm like, like okay, so I'm going to have four Think Weeks. And mm-hmm. that's when you do nothing but read, journal, write, mm-hmm. be with one not respond to emails, phone calls, texts. No one knew where I was that so I got back. They thought I was sitting at home. Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, and it's like... It sounds amazing. Those, <laughs> you, <laughs> it, it, it was. It was. Trust me. And it's like, <sighs> you have to have those weeks. Yeah. And you have to learn to say no. That's a big one. And you have to learn to shut it off. And that's for me. It's like, okay... My shut-off time is 7 o'clock. I don't mm-hmm. hang out with my friends. I'll talk to them until after 7 o'clock. After 7 o'clock is a free-for-all. Yeah. But between 6 and 7, 6 a.m. and 7 p.m., that's work, getting my stuff done, grinding it out. Because mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. if you don't have discipline, 
tell me about it it is insane (laughs) and it's everything it's every day and it's hard to explain to people who may not be on i don't care what it is you do if you work for yourself in any capacity you probably understand it a little easier than you know those who might work a nine to five or, or eight to four whatever yes you do work all day but you don't understand my brain is working all day from the time I wake up to even before I wake up, I'm dreaming about, and I, that's my issue. I, I need to work on like meditating again before I go to sleep because now I've been coming up with ideas for stuff in my sleep, which is like I wake up and I'm like immediately I'm inspired. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, now this it's like it's so at some point it's got to shut off. So the one thing that has worked for me in this process mm-hmm. and I'ma share it with you too. Um I have people laugh at me, but that notebook, I have a notebook in all my hot spots. Mm-hmm. I have a notebook next to my nightstand because I wake up every night between one thirty and two and don't go back to sleep to about four or five o'clock because my mind is running and racing and I got to jot down whatever. Yeah. And it, it won't make sense. So I have notebooks in my, by my nightstand. I have one on my coffee table when I'm watching TV. I have one in my car and one in my purse. Mm-hmm. So it's like, cause you have to jot it down. Yeah, you I'm gotta get writer. it out of your head. Because if you don't, you're gonna be up all night. And then there's this meditation app called Insight Timer. And if my mind is racing, I shut everything off, pitch mm-hmm. black. Put on inside uh inside timer and I pass out within ten minutes and I'm sleeping out most of the night. Inside and that's the time. only way I'm able to shut it off. Mm-hmm. Because like you said, your mind always racing. Something always going on and right. then you get easily distracted. Right. And you're doing a lot. I mean, most entrepreneurs are you are your you're the face of your business. You are your marketing. You are your your even if you have an accountant, you're your CFO. Even if you have somebody helping you with social media, you're still it's still. Um, and and the good thing about it is that as long as you're doing something you're inspired to do and something you're passionate about doing and something that is hopefully making some growth and in, in you're seeing growth because by all means I'm not going to tell you to follow your dream if you're. <laughs> excuse me if you've been following a dream for 20 years and you've seen no growth but if you're seeing growth by all means follow that dream um but we do end up doing a lot and and wearing a lot of hats um so i think your self-care methods are helpful for so many people um and i can't wait to check out that book you told me about um because i i can definitely definitely use that so I'm not going to hold you too much longer. I mean, a lot of the things that I was going to ask you have touched on in your amazing openness and sharing your stories. And I appreciate that so much. Um, I know there are so many women out there who are like, what does she do? And she owns it? And she's black? In New Orleans? Girl, <laughs> yes. When I tell you, I have learned to become numb Mm-hmm. So what people say, a lot of times I stop listening before you can even open up your mouth to say hello. Yeah. Because by me doing something completely different that is not the norm mm-hmm. for black women, they look at me crazy. And they say, oh, you're a white girl stuck in a black girl's body. No, I'm just courting. Right. And black people yeah. love dogs and animals. And, and if anybody has been closer to nature... And closer to is is black people. I'm sorry, but you're I'm not because it's true. I think we sometimes we sometimes get away from because society makes it look like oh that's like a white people thing, like whatever. No, even healthy eating and like I, I'm not personally uh-huh. vegan at the moment, but even when it comes to healthy lifestyle in any way or anything that just seems outside of you know the stereotypes for us doesn't mean that it's not true to us from nature and herbs to animals to um i don't know i'm trying to think of other things that they say we shouldn't be doing but at this point it seems like we can't do anything (laughs) like we should not be happy right and black women black people black men 
We all deserve to be happy. And being genuinely happy is not the norm. So mm. when people see someone that's genuinely happy with their career, their finances, just in life. That's real. Oh, you being stuck up. Oh, you being different. That's no, I'm just real. being happy and living my best life. Right. And please don't come around me with that energy. I don't need it. I don't need mm-hmm. it. So before you go, how did you come up with Mary Max? And then how can people follow, find out more about the business? I, I'm going to have all your links, but you tell them. But how did you come up with Mary Max, the name? Because it's super cute. <laughs> super cute. I laugh at everything. Yes. Okay. You're ready for this story? Too? Please. This is the truth. <laughs> all right. Mary Max. Remember, I was telling you I was doing it as a hobby. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a name for the company when I was in the Nessahab. I was just doing it. Mm-hmm. I was working as an administrator of a social worker, com- social worker company. And my employer wanted me to interview my replacement. Oh, wow. And she thought I wasn't hip. Because, yes, I'm a social worker. I'm a licensed social worker, but at the same time, I'm a behavioralist. I've been a behavioralist. All I understand is behavior. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I've already seen it was hipped on her game from four other managers ago, right? Wow. So I saw my position in a newspaper. Didn't think nothing of it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to show her. Wow. <laughs> and she was like, oh, there's an interview. I'm like, I ain't had no interview set up. The lady came and was like, yeah, I'm here to interview for the position that I had. I said, for what location? She said, oh, the New Orleans location. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> so I sat down, went on the Secretary of Department of State website. I was talking to a good friend of mine at the time. I said, I need a name for this dog business because I'm about to take this seriously. And he was like, what you mean? I was like, you know what? I'm about to name this after my mama. So my mama name was Marilyn McWilliams, and everybody called her Mary Mac for short. Uh-huh. And that's how Mary Mac's dog retreat came up. And five resignation, five resignation letters was left on the table the same day. I never seen that name. <laughs> thank yes, you, ma'am. thank you, goodbye. And that's wow. how it was. I went to lunch and they never came back. <laughs> wow. And look at you making history. My God, that is amazing. I am so honored. I am so honored. I don't know what you'll be doing next. I don't know if you're going to be franchising Mary Max because at this point, I feel like there's a lot of young black women who need that role model. And I can just imagine the number of young ladies who are like, I'm going to do that. I love dogs. I didn't, I didn't know I could do that. I didn't know I could, I could own a business like that. Yeah, people ask me if I want to franchise. Um, I'm not sure yet, mm-hmm. but I do know my goal for this year because prior to mary max opening up i traveled the world teaching people about dog anxiety so i would go to the pet conferences and seminars that they had all over and just train people on just doggy daycare owners on the signs of anxiety and doing that so i haven't done that since 2019 because Mm -hmm. 2020 was covid so uh, my plans are to get Mary Max stable so that it can run without me. Mm-hmm. And in 2022, I'll be back traveling the world, training wow. doggy daycare owners and possibly pet parents. You do it on all. Dog anxiety. You do it all. No wonder you've been in every publication. Everyone is writing about it and wants to talk to you. I can't imagine going from, like you said, this, you know, someone trying to take your place which is like you can have it i have i have a mission so you can have it yeah because it was funny it's funny that you say that because um i went through a program in new orleans sometime 2019 and a people reached out to me last week and she was like oh you know there's another black girl in new orleans that wants to open uh, start a doggy daycare i said good she was like oh that's your competition no the hell it ain't yeah because my goal was to open a door not close it right my goal was to open a door so that i wouldn't be the only person now it'll be a problem if Mm -hmm. (laughs) you come through and mess up what i've started 
and give black women only doggy daycares a bad rep, then that'll be an issue. You know what I'm saying? But hopefully she comes, she can find me. I'll lay yeah. out the blueprint for her. Yeah. The goal is for more of us to be seen. Yeah. And owning it. Like we have dogs. Black people spend money on their dogs. Right. And I honestly thought that black people was not gonna be spending money on their dogs. Yeah. But when I tell you my business took a flip and every event that I've had, I thought it would be more white people and it was more black people. Right. And because we're looking for I- those spaces. We we need safe spaces and, and if you're if you're white listening to this, I hope you do understand where I'm coming from. But as pe- as black people in any city in America, we need safe places. And sometimes we feel safest when we can find someone in the room. That looks like us, and and not only look like us, but have interests like us, and and be able to have community and puppy puppy parents. That's the whole community, but the subculture of being black puppy parents is. I mean, I ain't one yet, but I can just imagine like the events that I would be going to at Mary Max when it opens up to humans and I can have my drink and my cocktail with my cute little four-legged friend. I'm just saying. Girl, let me tell you, everybody who has crossed my path within the last two years who did not have a dog now have dogs. <laughs> I have a 100% rate. If you have been connected into with me in some way, shape, form, or fashion, 100% right. chance rate. The Within love the just rubs year, off. <laughs> you gonna have a dog, and you gonna like. I don't know how I found this dog. I love but it. But I got me a little dog. <laughs> I love it. Well, how how can it, people find you? What's your website? What are your social handles where people can find you? Okay. Yes. So the website is MaryMaxDogGetRetreat.com, which is M A R Y M A C S. D O G G I E retreat dot com. Um, Instagram and Facebook is MM underscore doggy retreat. Um, LinkedIn is my name, which is Courtney D. Mac Williams. And I think that's it. I don't have a Twitter account. Okay. And I'm going to share all of your links as well. Um, Cause I, I mean, puppy lovers, they don't play. Oh, we got TikTok too, girl. I forgot to put me on game with TikTok. Uh oh, uh-uh, Lord. <laughs> I ain't caught we up yet. TikTok. What girl, is your TikTok, TikTok, Courtney? It is mm underscore doggy retreat. So That's everything cute. is mm underscore doggy retreat. That's cute. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time out. Um, we all know you are super busy and planning the next amazing event. Um, but thank you so much. I've gotten so much energy, um, and inspiration from you in this conversation. And please send me that book because yes. I'm all about it. Um, but thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yes, ma'am. And hopefully we'll connect soon through some of this entrepreneur business stuff. <laughs> Okay. Girl, yeah, come find me. Awesome. Well, thank you. Have a great night, Courtney.